Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the Wikipedia page for Munchausen Trilemma. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Victor Vernado, KSN. And I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW, reminding you to subscribe. I almost forgot to say it. Well, luckily you didn't. That's right, everybody. Subscribe to this podcast because it's a good time. Well, have you ever seen the movie The Adventures of Baron von Munchausen? No, I don't think so. Well, this trilemma which is kind of a thought experiment is what inspired i believe that movie you ready to give it a shot okay yeah i don't know what this is going to be about so let's go into it well just to clarify for people out there this starts out strong with the jargon so epistemology is actually the philosophy of studying the theory of knowledge so i'm just letting you know when we start here we go are you calling our audience dumb some of them yes Ah, okay. Munchausen trilemma. In epistemology, the Munchausen trilemma, also commonly known as the Agrippan trilemma, is a thought experiment intended to demonstrate the theoretical impossibility of proving any truth, even in the fields of logic and mathematics, without appealing to accepted assumptions. If it is asked how any given proposition is known to be true, proof may be provided. Yet that same question can be asked of the proof, and any subsequent proof. The Munchausen trilemma is that there are only three ways of completing a proof. The circular argument, in which the proof of some proposition presupposes the truth of that very proposition. The regressive argument, 
in which each proof requires a further proof ad infinitum. The dogmatic argument, which rests on accepted precepts, which are merely asserted rather than defended. So basically, this is just the equivalent of when a young child keeps asking why over and over and over again. Exactly. <laughs> it's just the why, why, why? That's cool. exactly what this is talking about, because you can ask why forever. Love it. Okay. The trilemma, then, is the decision among the three equally unsatisfying options. The name Munchausen trilemma was coined by the German philosopher Hans Albert in 1968 in reference to a trilemma of dogmatism versus infinite regress versus psychologism, used by Karl Popper. It is a reference to the problem of bootstrapping based on the story of Baron Munchausen in German, Munchausen pulling himself and the horse on which he was sitting out of a mire by his own hair. Oh, that's right. Okay, so I'm sorry. I was I was actually wrong about which inspired the other. Obviously, the name Baron Munchausen inspired them using the Munchausen uh, trilemma because Baron von Munchausen, when his horse and he were stuck in the mud he pulled his own hair and pulled himself and the horse up by pulling his own hair which is impossible mm -hmm. <laughs> like munchausen who cannot make progress because he has no solid ground to stand on any purported justification of all knowledge must fail because it must start from a position of no knowledge and therefore cannot make progress it must either start with some knowledge as with dogmatism not start at all as with infinite regress or be a circular argument justified only by itself and have no solid foundation, much like the absurdity of Munchausen pulling himself out of the mire without any independent support. It is also known as Agrippa's Trilemma or the Agrippan Trilemma after a similar argument reported by Sextus Empiricus, which was attributed to Agrippa the Skeptic by Diogenes Lardius. Sextus's argument, however, consists of five, not three, modes. Popper in Logic of Scientific Discovery mentions neither Sextus nor Agrippa, but instead attributes his trilemma to German philosopher Jacob Friedrich Fries, leading some to call it Fries' trilemma as a result. In contemporary epistemology, advocates of coherentism are supposed to accept the circular horn of the trilemma foundationalists rely on the axiomatic argument. The view that accepts infinite regress is called infinitism or infinitism. Infinitism? Karl Popper's suggestion was to accept the trilemma as unsolvable and work with knowledge by way of conjecture and criticism. Wiki listeners, you can help support us by listening to this quick message. Thank you for listening to that message. We really like it that you did. We love it. All right, so here we go. Agrippa and the Pyrrhonist. The following tropes or modes for Pyrrhonism are given by Sextus Empiricus in his Outlines of Pyrrhonism according to Sextus. They are attributed to the more recent Pyrrhonists and by Diogenes Laertes, attributed to Agrippa the Skeptic. The tropes are dissent, the uncertainty demonstrated by the differences of opinions among philosophers and people in general, 
progress ad ad finitum. All proof rests on matters themselves in need of proof, and so on to infinity. See regress argument. Relation. All things are changed as their relations become changed or as they are looked upon from different points of view. Assumption. The truth asserted is based on an unsupported assumption. Circularity. The truth asserted involves a circularity of proofs known in scholasticism as dialelus. Quote. According to the mode deriving from dispute, we find that undecidable distinction about the matter proposed has come about both in ordinary life and among philosophers. Because of this, we are not able to choose or to rule out anything, and we end up with a suspension of judgment. In the mode deriving from infinite regress, we say that what is brought forward as a source of conviction for the matter proposed itself needs another such source, which itself needs another, and so ad infinitum, so that we have no point from which to begin to establish anything and suspension of judgment follows. In the mode deriving from relativity, as we said above, the existing object appears to be such and such relative to the subject judging and to the things observed together with it. But we suspend the judgment on what it is like in its nature. We have the mode from hypothesis when the dogmatists being thrown back ad infinitum begin from something which they do not establish but claim to assume simply and without proof in virtue of a concession. The reciprocal mode occurs when what ought to be confirmatory of the object under investigation needs to be made convincing by the object under investigation, then being unable to take either in order to establish the other, we suspend judgment about both. With reference to these five tropes, the first and third are a short summary of the ten modes of anestimus, which were the basis of earlier Heronism. The three additional new ones show a progress in the Pyrrhonist system and a transition from the common objections derived from the fallibility of sense and opinion to more abstract and metaphysical grounds of skepticism. I understand what they're saying here, but I feel like this could be written way more clearly. I agree. Yeah, scholars. Yeah, scholars. Get it together. According to Victor Brochard. That's your name. That is my name, but not my last name. According to Victor Brochard, the five tropes can be regarded as the most radical and most precise formulation of skepticism that has ever been given. In a sense, they are still irresistible today. Fry's Trilemma Jacob Friedrich Fry's formulated a similar trilemma in which statements can be accepted either dogmatically, supported by infinite regress, based on perceptual experience. Psychologism. The first two possibilities are rejected by Fries as unsatisfactory, requiring his adopting the third option. Karl Popper argued that a way to avoid the trilemma was to use an intermediate approach incorporating some dogmatism, some infinite regress, and some perceptual experience. Albert's formulation. This section does not cite any sources. Please help improve this section by adding citations to reliable sources. Unsourced material may be challenged and removed May 2022. Learn how and when to remove this template message. The argument proposed by Hans Albert runs as follows. 
All of the only three possible attempts to get a certain justification must fail. All justifications in pursuit of certain knowledge have also to justify the means of their justification and doing so they have to justify anew the means of their justification. Therefore, there can be no end, only the hopeless situation of infinite regression. How many times can we say justification in one sentence? We just found out. Um, in your case, it was three? <laughs> a circular argument can be used to justify by its mock impression of validity and soundness, but this sacrifices its usefulness as the conclusion and premise are one and the same. No advancement in knowledge has taken place. One can stop at self-evidence or common sense or fundamental principles or speaking ex cathedra or at any other evidence but in doing so the intention to install certain justification is abandoned an english translation of a quote from original german text by albert is as follows here one has a mere choice between one an infinite regression, which appears because of the necessity to go ever further back, but is not practically feasible and does not, therefore, provide a certain foundation. 2. A logical circle in the deduction, which is caused by the fact that 1. In the need to found, falls back on statements, which had already appeared before is requiring a foundation, and which circle does not lead to any certain foundation either. Three, a break of searching at a certain point, which indeed appears principally feasible, but would mean a random suspension of the principle of sufficient reason. Albert stressed repeatedly that there is no limitation of the Munchausen trilemma to deductive conclusions. The verdict concerns also inductive, causal, transcendental, and all otherwise structured justifications. They all will be in vain. Therefore, certain justification is impossible to attain. Once having given up the classical idea of certain knowledge, one can stop the process of justification where one wants to stop. Presupposed one is ready to stop critical thinking at this point always anew if necessary. This trilemma rounds off the classical problem of justification in the theory of knowledge. The failure of proving exactly any truth as expressed by the Munchausen trilemma does not have to lead to dismissal of objectivity as with relativism. One example of an alternative is the fallibilism of Karl Popper and Hans Albert accepting that certainty is impossible, but that it is best to get as close as possible to the truth while remembering our uncertainty. In Albert's view, the impossibility to prove any certain truth is not in itself a certain truth. After all, one needs to assume some basic rules of logical inference to derive his result, and in doing so must either abandon the pursuit of certain justification as above, or attempt to justify these rules, etc., he suggests that it has to be taken as true as long as nobody has come forward with a truth which is scrupulously justified as a certain truth. Several philosophers defied Albert's challenge. His responses to such criticisms can be found in his long addendum to his treatise on critical reason and later articles. All right. This article, I would say, was not as much fun as I wanted it to be. Also, I think it could be shorter. 
I really do because I feel like it was repeating itself and regressive, and that's exactly what it's about anyway. The Munchausen trilemma is just infinite regression. So it sounds like they did exactly what they set out to do with this did article. They, did they pull a, pull a fast one on us? <laughs> I think they did, especially with the no references in the last section. Like that was definitely intentional. That's really funny. <laughs> This has been the Wikipedia page for Munchausen Trilemma. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button. There's no such thing as right or wrong here. If there's a particular Wikipedia page you'd like us to read, please let us know. We will read it. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.